Welcome back to another Foolish Wanderers podcast, the podcast about anything and everything. Welcome to our end of Spooktober 2022. Finale. Finale. It's the grand finale. Yes. So today we decided we're going to read some slightly dramatic readings from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark by Alvin Schwartz, the series from the 80s and 90s. It's actually like three books. Okay. Yeah. And now there's two movies, or at least one. I think they're working on a second one. There's movies? There's movies. Oh. I think the first one came out a couple of years ago. Uh, 2019. That was longer ago than I thought. So anyways, so we are going to be reading a couple stories each. So yeah, so sit back and relax and enjoy our dramatic readings of scary stories to tell in the dark. So the first story we're going to read, or I'm going to read, is called Just Delicious. So George Flint loved to eat. Each day at noon, he closed his camera shop for two hours and went home for a big lunch with his wife, Mina, that she cooked for him. George was a bully, and Mina was a timid woman who did everything he asked because she was afraid of him. On his way home for lunch one day, George stopped at the butcher shop and bought a pound of liver. He loved liver. He would have Mina cook it for dinner that night. While George ate his lunch, Mina told him that a rich old woman in town had died. Her body was in the church next door. It was an open coffin. Anyone who wanted to see her could, and as usual, George was not interested in what she had to say. I've got to go back to work, he told her. After he left, Mina began to cook the liver. She added vegetables and spices and simmered it all afternoon, just the way George liked it. When she thought it was done, she cut off a small piece and tasted it. It was delicious. It was the best she'd ever made. She ate a second piece, then a third. It was so good she could not stop eating it. It was only when the liver was all gone that she thought of George. He would be coming home soon. And what would he do when he found out that she had eaten all the liver? Some people might laugh, but not George. He would be angry and mean, and she did not want to face that again. But where could she get another piece of liver that late in the day? Then she remembered the old woman lying in the church next door, waiting to be buried. George said he had never had a better dinner. Have some liver, Mina, he said. It's just delicious. I'm not hungry, she said. You finish it. That night, after George had fallen asleep, Mina sat in bed, trying to read. But all she could think about was what she had done. When she thought she heard a woman's voice, Who has my liver? It asked. Who has it? Was it her imagination? Was she dreaming? Now the voice was closer. Who has my liver? It asked. Who has it? Mina wanted to run. No, no, she whispered. I don't have it. I don't have your liver. Now the voice was right next to her. Who has my liver? It asked. Who has it? Mina froze with terror. She pointed to George. He does, she said. He has it. Suddenly, the light went out. George screamed and screamed. The end. Well, what happened? Why did he scream? Because the ghost is trying to get the liver out of him. But, like, the ghost, like, went up his butt? Or <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what happened, yes. And she got her liver back. Next one! <laughs> okay. This next one is called, May I Carry Your Casket? That's great grammar. Yeah. May I? Very, yeah. Very polite. Very polite. 
Let's see how polite this story is. <laughs> okay, so Sam Louis spent the evening playing chess at his friend's house. It was about midnight when they finished the game and he started home. Outside, it was icy cold and quiet as a grave. As he came around a turn in the road, he was surprised to see a woman walking ahead of him. She was carrying a basket covered with a white cloth. When he got up to her, he looked to see who she was. But she was so bundled up against the cold, it was hard to see her face. Good evening, Sam said. What brings you out so late? But she didn't answer. Then he said, May I carry your basket? She handed it to him, and from under the cloth, a small voice said, That's very nice of you. <laughs> and it was followed by a wild laughter. Sam was so startled that he dropped the basket and out rolled the woman's head. He looked at the head and he stared at the woman. It's her head, he cried and started to run. And the woman and her head began to chase him. Soon the head caught up with him. It mounted into the air and sunk its teeth into Sam's left leg. Sam screamed in pain and ran faster, but the woman and her head stood, stayed right behind. Soon the head leaped into the air again and bit into his other leg. Then they were gone. What? These stories end so badly. <laughs> Very abruptly, yeah. Well, I mean, they're like, I don't know, like like one-page stories. So I like, of... <laughs> it's kind of like Ichabod Crane, like Sleepy Hollow-esque, I guess. Yeah, that one is, yeah. Even with like the bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That chick had to pick up her head and then run after him. <laughs> well, I think, wasn't it that they both were just like, that head was bouncing? Wasn't it? I, I don't like, know. I Is that what bouncing. I read? About the chi the head like rolled after him? I think so, yeah. Oh no. So it jumped in the air and bit his leg. Ew. What did it jump with? <laughs> you didn't like comprehend that when you were reading it? No, I just read. Well, you did very well. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So the next one we have is called The Dream. Lucy Morgan was an artist. She had spent a week painting in a small country town and decided that the next day she would move on. She would go to a village called Kingston. But that night, Lucy Morgan had a strange dream. She dreamed that she was walking up a dark, carved staircase and entered a bedroom. It was an ordinary room except for two things. The carpet was made up of large squares that looked like trapdoors, and each of the windows was fastened shut with big nails that stuck up out of the wood. In her dream, Lucy Morgan went to sleep in that bedroom. During the night, a woman with a pale face and black eyes and long black hair came into the room. She leaned over the bed and whispered, This is an evil place. Flee while you can. When the woman touched her arm to hurry her along, Lucy Morgan awakened from her dream with a shriek. She lay awake the rest of the night trembling. In the morning, she told her landlady that she decided not to go to Kingston after all. I can't tell you why, she said, but I just can't bring myself to go there. Then why don't you go to Dorset, the landlady said. It's a pretty town, and it isn't too far. So Lucy Morgan went to Dorset. Someone told her that she could find a room in a house at the top of the hill. It was a pleasant-looking house, and the landlady there, a plump, motherly woman, was as nice as could be. Let's look at the room, she said. I think you will like it. They walked up a dark, carved staircase, like the one in Lucy Morgan's dream. In these old houses, the staircases are all the same, Lucy Morgan thought. But then the landlady opened the door to the bedroom. It was the room in her dream. The same carpet that looked like trap doors, and the same windows fastened with the big nails. It's just a coincidence, Lucy told herself. How do you like it? The landlady asked. I'm not sure, she said. 
Well, take your time, the landlady said. I'll bring you up some tea while you think about it. Lucy sat on the bed staring at the trap doors and the big nails. Soon there was a knock at the door. It's the landlady with the tea, she thought. But it wasn't the landlady. It was the woman with the pale face and the black eyes and the long black hair. Lucy Morgan grabbed her things and fled. Because next one's called, like, Cat's Eyes. As Jim Brand lay dying, his wife left him with his nurse and went into the next room to rest. She sat in the dark, staring into the night. Suddenly, Mrs. Brand saw headlights come rapidly up the driveway. Oh no, she thought, I don't want visitors now, not now. But it wasn't a car bringing a visitor. It was an old hearse with maybe a half dozen small men hanging from the sides. At least, that's what it looked like. The hearse screeched to a stop. The men jumped off and stared up at her, their eyes glowing with a soft yellow light like cat's eyes. She watched with horror as they disappeared into the house. An instant later, they were back, lifting something into the hearse. Then they drove off at high speed, wheels squealing, the gravel in the driveway flying in all directions. At that moment, the nurse came in to say that Jim Brand had died. I kind of like that. Instead of like a stork bringing a baby, it's like these little <laughs> like little men taking bodies away. Yeah. In a creepy old hearse, yeah. That's cool. I mean, what mm -hmm. hearse isn't creepy though, right? Fair. Mm -hmm. Alright, so the last story we're going to tell today is The Ghost with Bloody Fingers. <laughs> okay. A businessman arrived at a hotel late one night and asked for a room. The room clerk told him that the hotel was all filled up. There's only one empty room, he said. But we don't rent the one that because it is haunted. I'll take it, said the businessman. I don't believe in ghosts. The man went up to the room. He unpacked his things and went to bed. As soon as he did, a ghost came out of the closet. His fingers were bleeding and moaning, Bloody fingers! Bloody fingers! When the man saw the ghost, he grabbed his things and ran. The next night, a woman arrived very late. Again, all the rooms were taken except for the haunted room. I'll sleep there, she said. I'm not afraid of ghosts. As soon as she got into bed, the ghost came out of the closet. His fingers were still bleeding. It was still moaning, bloody fingers, bloody fingers. And the woman took one look and ran. A week later, another guest arrived very late. He also took the haunted room. After he unpacked, he got out his guitar and began to play. Soon the ghost appeared, as before. Its fingers were still bleeding and was moaning, Bloody fingers, bloody fingers. The man paid no attention, just kept strumming his guitar. But the ghost kept moaning, and his fingers kept bleeding. Finally, the guitar player looked up and said, Cool it, man, he said. Get yourself a band-aid. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was going to end something with like a, like a band-aid, or the ghost got a paper cut or something <laughs> dumb like that. Just got his hands cut in a bunch of paper mm -hmm. and a paper shredder. Yep. <laughs> All right, Wanderers, thank you so much for joining us for the FWP Spooktober Spectacular of 2022. Spectacular. We hope you guys enjoyed and hopefully got some kind of spooks from our dramatic tellings of spooky stories to tell in the dark. As always, if you guys have any suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to email us at fwplisteners at gmail.com. And as always, new episodes of the FWP are released weekly from wherever you get your podcasts from, including this place that you're listening to right now. 
And if you'd like to help us out, we'd really appreciate it if you would leave a five-star review. It helps us get into the algorithms. Yes. All right, Wanderers, thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time. And happy Halloween.